Welcome to the very first episode of You Never Forget Your First, the podcast that explores directors' very first films. In each episode, we will pick a new director where we'll dive into the ins and outs of their debut features. I have two hosts with me, so I, I should introduce myself actually, shouldn't I? I'm Dom, I'm going to be your host. <laughs> um, we have the man from Lithuania, Ben Ass. How you doing? Yeah, still here. We have the man who's talking about coming-of-age films non-stop, Sparrow. Always. It's got to be done. How are you doing, Sparrow? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Benas, how are you? Yeah, man. I see you have a beer in your hand. <laughs> yeah. like this Feeling at home. Did you guys uh, see the Oscars? Um, did anyone watch anything? I, heard, I know you guys love it. You I, guys... I heard about them. I didn't I didn't stay up to watch them. Stay, yeah, you did. It's like 4 a.m. over here, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, bad. I did. I did see some clips from it. Saw some outrage. Saw some usual banter. Usual. I mean, what was what was funny about this one? It was, it was shorter shorter than usual, uh, and it was hostless, kind of in a way. Yeah, it yeah, was it was hostless. Yeah. yeah, wasn't it? Jason Momoa, just being the bro. <laughs> I love him. Jason Braboa. Braboa. <laughs> yeah, man. To be uh, fair, the only um the only thing I've ever um seen of it, which I feel a bit guilty about, is the the La La Land Moonlight mistake so yeah. I've never actually watched like the Oscars you would have rebelled if La La Land I've just seen that clip on YouTube <laughs> if La La Land won you would have rebelled yeah it's not don't it's not do, I, there. I, I think I'm, I think Green Book really deserved it I'm just going to put it out there I thought it was the best one I mean you guys have seen Vice I haven't seen Vice yeah, yet yeah I, I love Vice um, uh, I, need to, I need to see Green Book in yeah. terms of movies I will say that Green Book deserved it more than Vice did yeah in terms of being a movie yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. let's face it, it's not. It, this is movies we're talking about. We're not talking about political stances. We we don't care about that aspect. We just want it storytelling. Yeah, storytelling. And I think in all departments, Green Book, story, it. directing, acting, like it just like nailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of them. Is it got, um, got Aragon? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, you mean in co- Aragon in costume? Dun, yeah, dun, he's got dun, a sword. Dun. He's got a sword the whole film. Okay, I've not seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I watched like. Half an hour of the, the second movie, so oh, I bet there's many people uh, right now screaming their head <laughs> off listening to this. <laughs> Good films. Vice did get best makeup, I think, or best like plastic. Black Panther, yo, <laughs> best plastic. No, he, no, no, he got there was, <laughs> there was something. There was something for. It was either makeup or costume. Probably Vice, makeup. Vice one, yeah. yeah. For but I mean, he Bale. didn't. Oh, yeah, did he no, need makeup, makeup because he looked? He Christian just Bale. He just got fat. <laughs> Christian Bale just got fat. I still need to see Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, animated that won that won the Oscar for best animated um oh I think the first nine minutes of it are on YouTube yeah legally by the way I should add one thing I want to give a shout out to for winning the Oscar is uh Free Solo uh, oh, Alex yeah. sorry, and yeah, yeah. that was epic because yeah, it deserved. It was literally a life and death kind of movie. Yeah, you know, like I've heard that's really good. One thing goes wrong and he's dead. And you can see it in IMAX as well. Yeah, and on a big screen. I mean, go see it on the big screen. Exactly. But I watched a trailer of it and my palms were sweaty like my mom's kids' <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> I'm saying it yeah. was it was intense. Yeah, I need to see that. So no. Uh, shout out to Jim Chin and his wife that they both co-directed it. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I know And obviously it. Alex because he was the story guy. Yeah. Uh, no, really, really cool and intense documentary. Roma for directing and for cinematography. I thought that was quite interesting considering that Alfonso Cuaron isn't a cinematographer but he won for best, best cinematography. I mean, it was a beautiful movie. Yeah. I, I thought it, it Have you finished good. it yet? 
No, oh, you haven't. I haven't. I have. You've not seen it. No. So we got Damn. someone. We got someone who hasn't watched it. Okay, so we started seen, this podcast in a strong, <laughs> strong suit. <laughs> I saw it at the cinema. I was a diehard. Yeah, Quarrel. pure, yeah. pure. Cinema you know who else is a diehard cinephile? I don't know. Pascal Minaj. Oh, yeah, we haven't mentioned Pascal. Yeah, pa- where is Pascal? He's he been comes keep, in he's and been out. Keeping quiet, Pascal. You, you're right. Yeah, uh, I flew in this morning. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cheers for that. <laughs> Yeah, on your way, Pascal. Pascal, our <laughs> resident uh, cinephile who only watches movies in black and white. He's kind of like the 16 curator mil. for movie and stuff. Pascal Minaj, shout out, shout out, Oscars. Anyway, so enough about Oscars. Enough guys. about the Oscars. But we'll what, are we, the same. what are we talking about today? Ooh, what movie a... are we talking about? What's, What's the very first the episode about? We're talking about a film. Get out! Get out! Get out of here! Right, seriously, guys, get out. Is what we're talking about today. <laughs> Is that it? Oh. I was about to. Yeah. About to leave. So we're going to talk about Get Out um, because it's Jordan Peele's directorial debut, believe it or not, which means it's valid to talk about on this podcast. Um, I mean, it's kind of easy to believe. Mm. Although, I mean, yeah, he's had like a... It's pretty knockout first feature. I don't believe it. Um, it is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, is it... Is this such a knockout because it came out in like February or is it a knockout because it is a knockout film? Why? Do you think time of year makes a difference to... Absolutely, big man. In February, all you're facing is Valentine's Day movies and here's a horror picture that comes along. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm not saying it's bad because I like it, but I'm just saying like, you know, you like Deadpool. It came, yeah. out, it came out in February, right? And it, yeah. and it did numbers. Of course yeah, it did. it's true. Because uh, no competition. There's no competition, exactly. Um, if you're going to release a film... I mean, if you release really, it in February. I never thought of that. Yeah, uh, it's a big thing. That's one thing I learned in marketing, and uh, that's all it was. Uh, but yeah, no, it's still a, a great film. Yeah, uh, so much nuance going on in that. So you think potentially they released it in February because the, it would sell more, but although it wouldn't be typical Oscar bait, the timing. It was. It's definitely because it's too late for Oscars. Um, by the time it was released, um, for that year of Oscars, yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, and also. You have to remember that the budget was uh, for it was like five, four point five to five mil. That's yeah. Bloomhouse uh, kind of model. We should tell was, people about Bloomhouse if they don't. If yeah, they don't so know what it's, it is. Um, so it's from uh, co-founders Jason Bloom, um, the man, the man of the hour, I suppose. Yeah, this time produced um, a lot of movies that people probably has. love. And he, uh, you have to give credit where credit is due. And he, he started with, uh, I suppose, kind of started with Paranormal Activity back in some years back. Yeah. Um, and so after that, it was a major success, by the way, right? Yeah, that's a good film. I was I shat myself after seeing that. That's <laughs> afterwards or during? Both. Both. That's, that's the one that came out. Uh, that came out of nowhere. That movie. That came out of nowhere, yeah. but also, uh, St- well, you say that, but um, Steven Spielberg watched it, uh, but he got so scared he turned it off and re- uh, he, he started watching it again in the daylight. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, Man, if you legit. can, if you that's can, good, if, if you can, yeah, yeah, if you Spielberg. can do that to Spielberg. <laughs> We should reel off some of the films that, that Blumhouse have done. Yeah, so, sure. Get Out, Black Klansman, Whiplash. Purge. Purge, Paranormal Activity, Happy Death Day to You. Spyro's favourite indie favorite horror. Yeah. Um, the new Halloween movie. That was dope. Uh, it's good. Yeah. That new movie, Stockholm, coming out, I think, with uh, Ethan Hawke. No. No, no, no. Ignore me. That's That's... That's that's not. Either way, Bloomhouse has done really great. Oh no, it is with Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh. Yeah, new new film uh, called Stockholm coming out. Of Ethan Hawke that they're producing, which looks quite good. 
Well, but basically, they Jason Blumhouse or Blumhouse Productions even have produced some pretty amazing films and yeah. it's no surprise they did get out because it's like a low budget well, the thing, yeah that's their thing isn't it it's like low budget movies with a high concept because Bloomhouse as a production company it's a, it's like an indie thing yeah but they have a solid deal with Universal that a 10 year look deal with Universal where they uh, can produ- they can distribute distribute uh, yeah. for them so they can make these small pictures um, and they'll give big mass distribution or what a guy. What a guy. He nailed it. But that's because he was ousted from Paramount. Uh, so this was during the Paranormal Activity. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, he kind of had a deal. Nothing was signed. And then they kind of... Sh- they wanted to take all the credit for Paranormal Activity. So they shunned him out of the, the Paramount lot. And then he started his own. Um, obviously, he was pissed off because he was yeah. about to get like a five-year deal um, with them. And so he was pissed off. Um, and so he... All right. He started his own thing. And then Universal was having trouble with um, doing good horror pictures. Yeah. So they came. So one of the, I think it was one of the agents basically that was like, oh, you should look into my guy, Jason Bloom, right? Yeah. Um, and that was the kind of lunge that kind of set off the Bloom House for Universal. He's had a pretty productive couple of years. <laughs> he's he's a busy man, yeah. He's, he's a busy a, guy. He's a cool cat as well, yeah. So Get Out, Jordan Peele. He's part of Key and Peele comedy duo, who I watch a lot of on YouTube, who are just hilarious. It's just amazing. I mean, just just brilliant. I mean, I'm trying to, I've got so many shorts I could go into that they've done. Yeah. But if you know them, you know them. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like if you know, you know. They're hilarious. I mean, did you watch, uh, the only reason why I mentioned this is because they, uh, Key and Peele, they kind of went into the slot of Dave Chappelle's, um, Dave Chappelle's show. Yeah. That he used to run, and yeah. obviously he did his thing and left. Um, so Kim Peel kind of took that and he went even further. He kind of pushed the envelope on because Dave Chappelle was obviously a lot of uh, those kind of social uh, commentaries, but these guys, Kim Peel, they kind of just pushed the bar. I mean, prior to that, they were in Mad TV. Yeah, because a lot of their stuff has they go in on like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind it's, of it's very social commentary, social commentary, and also I heard. Um, I jump forwards, but I heard that Peel has a thing. A lot of their skits are around TSA agents, yeah, which is why <laughs> Rod. Rod is a TSA yeah. agent in Get Out. <laughs> why he has such a big part of the film makes a lot of sense. He I has mean, like a, a kind of affinity for them. He's a brilliant character. Yeah, he's good. Rod. So Get Out. Thoughts? The synops- synopsis of this film, which I thought would be interesting to to just let listeners know is a young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Pretty tight synopsis there. Tight and very misleading. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't really know what the film's about. It's one of those those films where you see the trailer. It looks really good. looks really freaky, but doesn't really give anything away. Yeah. Yeah. And also on that, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the poster for Get Out because the poster that ran is just his, it's like a close up of um, his eyes. Daniel Chris's Clear. eyes. Daniel Clear, yeah. And it's, it, it's I think it's taken from the Lahane poster, which has the two eyes. See, I'm not sure are, if that's for real. It may be. I think so. Because Lahane has, is, a, is of a similar, I mean, it's not a horror movie, but it's talking about yeah, it's social ha- commentary. It's and hate. Like, um, yeah, it's hate, yeah. Right. Um, and you're right, I just never noticed. If you Google Get Out Lahane poster, you know, any listeners, you'll see. You'll see. Um, just I've, I've never noticed 
that mainly because I didn't actually see much promotion for, for Get, Get Out. Out. Yeah, yeah. I just remember the trailer being so well cut. Yeah, it was really well, well cut, done. and it had a lot of buzz around. Yeah, it. yeah. Because I remember it was definitely February, and, and it's word of mouth as well, isn't it? Big time. It was word of yeah. mouth. I remember firstly. people were just like, "You got to go see this. It's so good." That's literally how we ran around the office. What do we think of Get Out? Let's give our thoughts. Come on, Sparrow. You go first. Yeah, no, no. I I really liked it. Um, I'm trying to think when I first saw it. It was, I didn't see it at the cinema. Did you? I, I said no. I yeah. I really wish I had now because it's it's definitely something where you get. I can imagine you get the full impact of it there. It is good. But yeah, no. I liked it. Um, it's a nice. I enjoyed the story. Um, like the comedy elements with Rod. I tell you what was, it was funny. Well shot. Watching it in the cinema was the comedy bits were so funny. Every, are, everyone funny. was just laughing their head off, which was kind of strange because two minutes earlier you were like. What what is going on in this, he, he's in this a house? He, he's a yeah. Just the whole everything he not everything, but the vast majority of his bits are pretty funny. When he's trying to like convince the cops and stuff. Yeah, that's good. I forgot about all that when I watched it a second time. I yeah. for, kind of forgot about all those bits with Rod, where he's like outside of the house. Did you watch it in the cinema, Dom? Yeah, the first time I saw it was in the cinema, and then I rewatched it a couple of days ago for this. Right. So I watched it in the cinema like two days after it went out, um, and. Uh, Man, the cinema experience was something I've never seen prior and I've never seen after either. Really? It was more of a fucking Motley Crue concert. Because, so, right, so you got um, Rod, who's the TSA agent, he's, and he's uh, thinking exactly what the audience is thinking, like, get, get out, whatever, right? So the audience I was part of, which was a sold-out theater, by the way, um, so you have about 500 people here screaming, bitch, get, <laughs> bitch, just get the fuck out. Um, well, like at the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was more of a rock concert than a, than a movie. Yeah. And so ironically, you know, when you go to movies, you're like, shh, shh, be quiet, be quiet, be still, whatever. Yeah. It became like an event that people this were like, This was oh. an event. Yeah. And this is what That's I mean so about good. this film. It took, it took people, um, it came out. At, at the right time where it was like that in my cinema actually when I saw it it was like massive it was so I funny I saw it in Garden well, and people were actually like, saying yeah people like because you just get involved straight, they're yeah. like hey, what's going on get out like what are you doing yeah 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 straight up and it was interesting I mean I mainly because I go to movies uh, to actually watch the film not but you don't expect to get, yeah a participant um, so like that. at that point I was like shut the fuck up <laughs> um, but you know I was like yeah that's what movies are meant to do they're meant to get draw a reaction and that's what it did yeah. um, so then I watched it the second time later because I had to show it to my my siblings and stuff because I was like yeah it's a good film let's watch it um, they didn't like it really they saw a lot of pl- plot points your siblings need to get out seriously they did uh, <laughs> th- <laughs> no ironically they saw a lot of plot holes in it and you know just because did they, just, is that the first time they'd seen it yeah wow exactly they they are, you know, eagle-eyed viewers. <laughs> those guys. If they're, if they're listening to this, <laughs> what were some of the uh, plot holes? Um, well, actually, before I was going to say, before we get into to dissecting this film, if you've not seen Get Out, pause this podcast, go and watch it. It's brilliant. It's at the recording. It's on Netflix, I think. Yeah, it is at the moment. Go yeah. and watch it. We're going to wait for you guys. We'll wait. We'll just sit here and wait for two it's hours. Fine. We're, I'm waiting. We're we waiting, <laughs> and then come back. Yeah. So yeah, spoilers ahead. Um, yeah, so spoilers head, like we just said, and um, the fact that, you know, uh, in the beginning, mm. police officer com- comes down, um, and, you know, she she's so reluctant for him to show his papers, uh, ID, in other words. Oh, when they get pulled over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, she's already, 
she's already acting very sinister at this point. What's going on here? Then you go into this house. Yeah. Uh, right. So all good, all good. Uh, so the dad is the Obama man, whatever. Yeah. Trying to trying to gel with them, and then you have this uh, the son, the come, brother. Yeah, the brother. Oh man, the brother uh, can't hide his um. He his comes in straight up. His... He kind of just wants him put in the headlock straight away. Right? Yeah. And you're like, well, do you think that was misdirection? As... I felt like when I watched it that he was. It was almost like he's just the weird junkie brother that's like not. He's. You know, you're meant to think that There's something weird is that happening. There's nothing that says junk about him, other than if you've seen the him in he, other movies before. <laughs> well, he looks like he's. I mean, he looks messed up a bit. I, the, the I brother, don't know. The brother character, I thought actually, um, I thought for a second he was going to be like kind of anti the the family. You know what they do. I thought he was going to be anti uh, initially. Yeah, that's interesting. Just, just quickly back on your point. No, I that. Just back on your point about the um when they get stopped by the policeman at the beginning. Mm. See, I didn't think that. I thought it was just very um clever by the character because she turns it um into don't be um you know don't be racist to my boyfriend yeah. um, so because he's not even driving yeah so so i thought it was um quite a good but obviously the real reason she's doing it is so there's no trace of yeah, yeah. trace yeah, of yeah, stuff that's, yeah. that was real later on wasn't it yeah but, and also just previous to that when they hit the deer you know the deer's making this like whimpering sound yeah, yeah. apparently jordan peele did the noise for that like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even surprised. He actually, apparently, he did the sound effect for it. So I'm not like, even surprised. Yeah, and they, they only had five million, so they got to yeah. You exactly. Got to cut corners. Director's got to jump in. Got to do it, man. Yeah, we can't get a real deer into the recording studio, so I'm just gonna have to do it myself. Yeah, I mean, um, funny thing about this film, so get out right, um, is that so it was rewritten twenty times before he actually. Jeez. Went into production, wow. and during the production, he still kept rewriting the, the fucking scenes. Really? Yeah. So he his birthday was during the production, and he kind of like uh, <laughs> forgot about his own birthday. Wow. So um, that's dedication. That's so, what that's what gets you the Oscar for. I suppose so. Best and original screen. The only reason how they got him to remember his birthday was when um, one of the one of the like the runners or ads yeah. came up to him and was like. Um, Allison, who plays um, Rose in the film, yeah, um, she, she was uncomfortable. Who's the girlfriend, by the way? Girlfriend, yes, yeah. exactly. And and she was uncomfortable with the sex scene that that's coming up. Like it's not not fully on sex scene, but so you know he he was like, yeah, I'll go see her. So he goes in and is like, happy birthday, blah blah. The, so that's the point of dedication of this film that that happened from his point. Yeah, he right? just missed his own yeah. birthday, and he's a big fan of uh, horror, which I like. I like that. I like how he's done comedy his whole career. Yeah. Or, or not his whole career, but and you know, a large part of his career. And then suddenly he just comes out with this horror film. Yeah. And he knows all these like See, horror references. He called it like Stepford Wives at meets, meets um, Is it Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? I can see why. It was Step- Stepford Wives yeah, meets something. It has got a, it's other. got a Stepford Wives vibe to it. I see. I, I saw a few uh, references like stuff like Nightmare on Elm Street during the last scene where he... Uh, where Daniel Kaluuya's character Chris is about to get out of the house obviously he's looking, get out. Cr- looking for the keys uh, from Alison where are the keys Alison exactly. where are the keys give me the fucking give me the keys, keys. Um, and she's wearing this like stripy top which is uh, I thought it was a reference to Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy Krueger uh, wearing yeah. a very similar stripe that's probably, probably right probably you know. is. one of the things I found from like doing a bit of reading around Jordan Peele is he put in Unsurprisingly, he's a massive film buff, so he deliberately put in a lot of like references. References, yeah. Or, like, so I think you know at the beginning, the very first scene, um, the car pulls up. Oh yeah, with a white um, Porsche. And yeah. he's saying, yeah, he got inspiration from uh, Carrie. 
Stephen King. The or film or the novel? For that, what, for that I'm scene? Sure, yeah, I'm not sure whether it's the film or the novel. What? Just the way... When, in Carrie um, by Stephen King, yeah, the car yeah. is like alive. Yeah. Um, so oh. it's kind of scary. Oh, fine. Interesting. Um, so the way it kind of creeps up on him. I actually read okay. as well that that okay. first scene, which is a sing- seamless take, he... Uh, uh, there was actually an original version of that scene where there was l- there was like lots of cutting and it it wasn't one scene there was like cutting to other people presumably getting taken and when they came to reshoot the film he actually asked for that scene he he kind of redrafted that scene and they reshot so that first scene is actually a reshoot mm. and they just made it really simple which was just the one shot and then the shot i love which is when um is it Laker Stanfield the the, the yeah. main guy at the start when he okay turns around and the car doors open and then the camera pans quickly to the right and you just and he just gets grabbed i thought that was so clever great stuff but my point is that this is what my siblings were talking about like okay. shout out to ben and his siblings right now <laughs> great great guys <laughs> uh, but the point is i'm trying to make is that you know so it's a suburban area he clearly didn't take an underground or a bus to there because there's no bus running there there's no underground run um so he probably took a cab why don't you just take a cab to ex- the exact location? <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's trying to find the location for ages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy's terrible with maps. Yeah. That's what, he's looking, that's what he happened. kept looking at maps as well. And was like, yeah. how bad are you at this? I quite find it, find it quite funny when he's walking and the car starts pulling next to him. So he's just like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to turn around and yeah. just starts, turns around and goes the other way. Like, And then he stops when he sees the car door open. Just move on. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's quite a shocking thing to turn around and like, I'm I don't know. I've seen car doors open. What? It's you didn't stand still? <laughs> what? To, to wait to, to be dragged in some white suburban? <laughs> no. No, I walked on. I would, I'm just, I'm all right with Google Maps. I don't think I would have ever even had the issue in the first place. No, nah, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so like I said, a couple of, you know, those plot points that don't exactly gel, but I can, I can, I can dig and... That's I, interesting. I can move on with the film, right? I personally like the way at the end, or for me, it all kind of came together. So the way the grandparents... Are the workers. Yeah, yeah, the servants. Yeah, like, yeah. The, um, so, so obviously when you initially meet them, they're acting kind of strangely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're speaking in an old-fashioned way and stuff. And I was yeah. like, mm, and then obviously it's revealed. I was like, it, it, that all came together quite nicely. I thought what's really interesting about that is I, it's a, on a second viewing, it's such a different movie. Yeah. yeah because definitely. when I watched it again, I already, obviously I already knew that. So when I watched it, I was like... It's still creepy that the guy's talking in such a way. You know the guy's um, axing the chopping wood? Chopping yeah. wood. He's so strange. But obviously it's just the, the, the so, grandfather. Yes, so you're, you're right. But even knowing that second but, time, so you're that, still that's like... that's all about cultures, right? Uh, like those cultures living on and living on. Um, so, you know, in the beginning of the movie, when the, uh, Dean... Who's that? Uh, the de- uh, Dean, the father of Rose. Oh, the dad. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's giving a tour to Chris. He was um, brilliant. Yeah, great accent. Um he was in West Wing, by the way. Shout out. Like years back, yeah, by yeah. the way. Um, so he's given a tour to Chris and um, there's a point where he says that he he picks up these candles, I think, or candle holders. And he's like, um, we picked this up. We picked these up in ba- Bali. Um, yeah, I wonder about that so, bit. So he says, um, uh, it's great to bask in somebody else's culture. And I'm like, that's literally what's happening here. Yeah. You're not so subtle anymore. Yeah. But uh, that's also good in a way because it intrigues you it more does. to be like what's <laughs> so going like, on on a second view you know when he goes into the kitchen and uh, yeah I was gonna she say she creeps me out that she actress she creeps you out but they say they could be keep a piece of yeah. my mother here or- what exactly like Chris yeah. doesn't even question this like yeah we keep a piece of her where 
I, I don't, don't want to eat her by because he looks because he mm. looks really weirdly at her and is like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, like we keep peace for okay. There's uh, the island bit. Is that the piece of her that you keep? Yeah, <laughs> like the island table. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so there was nuances Crit- that obviously gave away but didn't. Yeah, on the first view. One of the things I found kind of like upon listening to this interview with Jordan Peele that's kind of uh, darkly sort of funny is obviously the grandparents are living in amongst the house. Yeah. I think I don't think they act as servants all the time just when they're running one of their routines yeah. like on yeah, Chris yeah. but the way he described it as the um, they kind of push the grandparents to the side because I think they'll cock it up. It's like don't talk, don't talk to Chris. We'll, <laughs> we'll deal with it. You just go and chop wood and stay out the way, grandpa. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Which is true because when he does when he meets them he's they like, almost did. Yeah, yeah well, they, they it, almost it, blow it. Yeah. yeah, and arguably the meetings with with those two are the two that make him think something's wrong. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Because like cause, especially with Georgina, that's her name. No, yeah, when that. he runs at him as well, in the and when he's Chris goes out for a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, and then obviously it's revealed that his grandfather lost to Jesse lost Owens. to Jesse Owens. Yeah, so now he's, he's got a younger body. He's trying to beat it. Just a little bit of trivia for that one. Um, the actor that plays the character. Which one? The, um, the, the groundskeeper. Um, yeah. I forget. Name Walter. Walter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he used to be an actual NFL player, so his running was exactly that speed. <laughs> oh, really? He's a big they guy. Did, they, yeah, they, he's a big guy. They didn't speed speed his uh, running his, up. No, they didn't. He, they thought they had. I mean, it's pretty fast to. in the film. It is definitely fast. Yeah. I mean, until the end of the movie, which is which gets weird because, like, throughout the movie, but the end of the film doesn't get that weird. Jokes? No. No, <laughs> not at all. His um his performance though, when when Chris meets him chopping wood, is brilliant. He's so creepy. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, great actor. I yeah. really like that bit. Um, um, what do we think of the sunken place? Because I for- I I kind of forgot sink on a second viewing mm. how visually visually great, amazing, but yeah. obviously how visually different it is to the rest of the film that seemed and how visually it was in the script. That was two descriptions. It was like. Six lines at most uh, yeah. in a script when it was... Uh, For the sunken place. Yeah, exactly. It was like, wow. this should be longer because <laughs> the bit where he, the walls was running at him and Eugene was in, in like the mirror or whatever, um, that took up almost a page. That, <laughs> the sunken place took up about six lines. Really? That's yeah. a, maybe he didn't know how so, he wanted it to look or how he wanted yeah. it to... No, it was very specific. It was very specific. Like, this is... Uh, He's illuminated by only by forwards. Everything else is blacked oh, out. Oh, interesting. And he's kind of grasping towards the forwards. Yeah, that's exactly how it looked. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's very I, specific. That that actual shot, like that, or that bit of the film where he's in the sunken place, like that, I, I just thought that was really impressive. It's just so unusual. Mm. Where yeah. he's like looking at, and he gets further away from the screen, and it, you know, at the end where they carry, um, they carry him out, and he's like, "You are my favorite," and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's strange when they pick his body up, and it's like he can see it yeah and, like, yeah, and you can and the sounds are like muffled it's um, a good uh, metaphor it's a, it's a metaphor yeah yeah it's a metaphor for more political thing. I, I was reading a thing um, it's kind of like you're, you're silenced aren't you in the sunken place you can't well, make the thing any is noise with, or change yeah, anything well, someone takes a picture you can't yeah. you can't escape the political convictions about this film obviously marginalised in the sunken place and that's what it represents I did read that he, he actually apparently he actually cried himself when he was writing the sunken place bits because it was just so kind of it's just like yeah that's, emotional this is what it is yeah it's a great it's such a great visual device and you almost i think you fig- you know when it happens um when chris talks about his smoking habit and then he gets you know she's like oh, i'll hypnotize you oh, yeah, to get yeah, rid of it yeah. and then the sunken place happens it you're kind of like it's kind of out of nowhere and you're like oh wow this is 
really different mm. but then for me at least i kind of forgot about it yeah even though it was so different and then when it comes back later on when um chris gets uh, kidnapped. kidnapped or whatever yeah. and she does the tea yeah. again oh, yeah. after the keys and he and he just goes straight back into it that was really like hard hitting i thought so he was saved by the works of his ancestors which was cotton the, right? cot- the cotton in the chair is such a great addition. great little addition and really likes that really pumps up um the nuances of the film yeah and uh, it's just so it just narratively it works so seamlessly exactly i thought it was great but one thing i did hate was so uh chris's character right now clue's character chris um so he gets out of the chair he um fucks up the brother oh, with, he hits him like over the a, head yeah with, with like a with like uh, a ball, uh, like a glass, some sort of ball. ball I think yeah. I, thought, I thought it was like a uh, billiards. It's, it's like ball. an ornament. Or, oh yeah, they, like yeah. a billiards ball or yeah. something, something like that. And yet, <laughs> no one can remember what the ball was. <laughs> what the hell's the ball? Uh, and he's bleeding out on his uh, on his floor. Right, he's bleeding out. Like there's no way you, c- you can't miss this. Uh, and yet, just as he's about to get out of the house, somehow this motherfucker seamlessly comes is, out of nowhere, yeah, jumps grabs on. him, gets him in a yeah. chokehold. No concussion. No, I'm yeah. good. I bled out about f- fucking three pints, yeah. but I'm still good to knock you out. Do you know what? The two yeah. things that I thought was really interesting in in that scene when he gets the cotton and he's in the chair, the deer head is looking over him mm. as though while he's struggling. And earlier on in the film, when the deer gets hit, Chris is looking over the deer while the deer is struggling. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So there's like a flip there, which I thought was cool. But also on that bit with the brother... When the brother's talking to him about jiu-jitsu and judo, yeah, 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 yeah. he says that um, he mentions something about being three steps ahead. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. what? And Chris knows when the brother he, gets he, him in the headlock. Yeah, yeah. Chris knows that his every time he goes to open the door, the brother's going to push it with his foot. Yeah, and then he does it again, and his brother pushes it with his foot, and then he knows if he does it one more time, his the brother's going to do it, which is then when he stabs him. Yeah, I thought that was such a clever like reversal of tactics. No, it, was, it was great. It was just like, how the fuck does this guy have his strength? You've just been beaten to death halfway yeah, yeah. at least. It was so brutal when he got <laughs> hit. The, bro- yeah. the brother. The if anyone knows what it is, let us know. The brother's interesting because <laughs> the other thing is, um, it kind of feels like, um, or one one way you could view it is, you know, the the dinner conversation between the family, yeah, um, yeah. and the brothers being really aw- awkwardly kind of confrontational with Chris, yeah. and it's almost. As if he's kind of, and you know, once considering getting the operation in Chris's body himself. Oh, because he's like he'd be admiring a better, he'd be his a better fighter. Oh, because he yeah, he makes that weird comment where he's like, "You you'd be a beast if you worked yeah, out yeah, exactly. in, in your yeah. frame. You'd be yeah. if you push your body like yeah. you'd be a beast. So he's, you kind of like, like yeah, it's that's interesting. Like, it's, it's like he it's wants plausible it. Plausible that he wants it for himself. Yeah. But. Also, um, another thing I picked up on the third viewing, which was like yesterday, um. So the moment he's coming back from woods, he was taking snaps uh, in the woods, uh, which is cool and whatever. He's come back. So he, he walks past his gazebo that they were sharing iced tea in. And by the gazebo, rows and rows and rows of black chairs. The reason why I say mention the black chairs is it's a funeral. It, at funerals, you have black chairs. Um, so it looked more of a funeral setting. And he just walks past. It's like mm. he doesn't have a problem with it. Yeah, he's like, okay, so there's meant to be a party, like a get together of the parents, whatever. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, we're cool, we're cool. But yet, like six rows of black chairs does not Freak bother him out. you. Like it freaks do me you, out. Do you know what was free? Do you know what was interesting that he didn't get bothered by either was the black cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, yeah. But it's I mean, they, exactly when they arrived, correct. it looked like a, a like a full on funeral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. straight. 
Um, I mean, Chris Chris obviously knew something something was going on. But that's my point. Like, this is the most cliche thing. You know, like when uh, those horror movies where like Amateur Horror or whatever. Yeah. there's been a bunch of remakes. If you haven't seen it, what the hell are you doing with your life? It's been like since the seventies. There's been movies about it. Um, so in in the, those cliched movies, like um, everyone shouts about, like, oh, I would just get out the house. Well, this is another situation. Yeah. Why doesn't Why doesn't this guy get out the house? But I guess it's because okay, right. He's in this relation. I mean, he doesn't think yeah. his relationship so, is is weird. Once, he, tr- he trusts well, his girlfriend, and also he doesn't. You don't know when you first watch it whether his girlfriend. See, my siblings said the same thing. Sorry, I'm coming back to that. Yeah. Shout out to Ben and his siblings. <laughs> once more. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were like, why doesn't he just get, get out of the house? Yeah, fuck his girlfriend or whatever. Um, just yeah. move on. Uh, but I'm like, I look back at them because they're both in relationships, uh, my brother and stuff. Uh, so I'm like, I've never seen you both like separate <laughs> one by one. This is legit. If, this, if you were in this case, like... With Chris. Yeah, yeah, as Chris, like, yeah. You'd, you would do the same. You would wait for a girl. Like, why? Yeah, you, because yeah. you don't think she's. But also, she does. Weird. A, she does a good job of um of convincing him that it's safe. Like one of the reason, one of the ways she does it is at the beginning. She, she does it for me. She, she criticized. Well, I thought the way she criticized her family. Like, why are they acting so awkwardly? Yeah. Rather than it being Chris, like your family's a bit uncomfortable, and, and she's defending uh, them. Yeah, it's like she yeah. criticizes them, and he ends up defending them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it flips it. Yeah, it definitely flips it. Yeah, you're right. She's like, oh, my mum's so but awkward. Did she um, do that? It feels like that. Of I don't know. Maybe it might be because it's like the third time watching. It. I don't know. I feel it's a bit too much. She now you know the now you know the secrets. Now maybe you've seen it. I don't know, but her, she does go overboard. I, I don't know. Even when I was reading it, reading the screenplay, it's like you're just doing too much. Like in the screenplay, Chris, all Chris says like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. he doesn't actually have that many lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the bit when she's talking about how embarrassed she is about her family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So but I think she goes overboard like that so that she knows it will elicit that reaction out of him. Yeah. No, no. Uh, like, you're convinced the first time you watch it. The yeah. second time you watch it, you're like... Well, okay. you know it. I guess you know. First, yeah. first time I but watched it. she's still it, interesting I, to watch yeah, the I, second time. Her, she's, the rest of the family, the um, the brother, the mum and dad, you know, kind of you get an inkling that they're they're in on something. Yeah. But um, Rose, yeah, I had absolutely no... I was just unsure whether was she dupes. was in on it at all. I guess, you know, yeah. maybe she's innocent. Yeah, and also it's. I think it's that scene when they... Are at near the lake or whatever it is, yeah. and he's. Oh, like, I just want. Yeah, he's like, I just want to go, and then they kind of hug, and they yeah, have this yeah, moment, yeah. and you're like, okay, so they're in this together, and then the key, yeah, the keys. We should talk about the keys, big. I did find a continuity. I'm not. I'm sure, sure there's many. I'm not sure if it's an error or an issue, or maybe kind of like thought, fuck it, we have five mil, let's do it. Yeah. Um. It was. Hashtag Blumhouse. Blumhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Pesky. Um. So basically, he gets kidnapped at night because they were about to leave. Right. Yeah. So then, um, uh, Rod he goes to call him in the daytime. He's at work, right? So yeah. he skips from night to day. Then skips back to night and then back to day because when he's at the police station, <laughs> it's daytime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gives his theory. That's interesting. And then back to nighttime. Like what? Yeah, how, I didn't what notice the that. Fuck is going on here? Yeah. Is it definitely nighttime where Chris is when that when he's talking to so, Rod? Um, no, so he wasn't talking because Rod tried calling oh, right, him, tried calling, but yeah. uh, he went to voicemail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was definitely night time. I uh, guess that also that he scene got where kidnapped and he escaped at night time. Yeah, right. And that scene where they hug and have that moment—that's kind of like that's going to going dusk. down. Yeah, yeah. Dusk. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, from dusk till dawn. We so. should um we should talk about Rod because Rod is my favorite part of this movie. Because you, it's you, it's you're, you, you're the audience. Your yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. 
narcissist. I think the funniest <laughs> bit with Rod by far, the yeah. bit I found the funniest is at the very end when Chris gets in the car and he's just like knackered. He's gone through this like massive emotional oh, yeah, experience yeah. and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, how do you find me? He's like, T.S., motherfucking a <laughs> consider the situation handled <laughs> yeah no that's great that i mean so it, good. all I... his bits were great actually every time yeah. he spoke to, like on even on the phone like yeah um especially when he's trying to record her like um talking some let me record you bitch that was <laughs> he gets good. caught out so bad but even i thought even the, the 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 thing where the comedy was so clever for me was like even when he showed the two police officers yeah and she brings um he she show he he tells this police yeah, yeah he tells the police officer like i think this is what's happening they're kidnapping sex slaves these two superiors and they come in and you're like oh okay shit they're going to like yeah. do something and it's then she's like don't tell me that i don't ever do favors for you guys <laughs> like, <when they> come <laughs> in. it was so good <laughs> the um i thought it was funny how cuz i read a lot of the script was improvised or a large part of it was kind of uh, and it's just uh, interesting not it, exactly yeah i mean Unless, well, I know Rod, a lot of Rod's scenes were improvised. A lot of his, yeah. But I, I know there were a couple of others that, that yeah, were. Yeah, definitely were. Definitely were. But it's quite interesting that it won Best Original Screenplay Oscar, even though yeah, the yeah, film yeah, gets yeah. improvised. It's odd, because, I mean... Which it, doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean it's any worse or bad, but... No, no, no. It's just like, you know, so when they consider for it, um, you have to submit the screenplay to them. And that submission gets... Uh, like for down available for download so when reading that's so interesting because you might end up in such a different place yeah it's very different yeah to yep. what the screenplay is and this screenplay get out um, get out Benaz I came up I came up with at least couple, at least two or three spelling mistakes clearly if you're mis- misspelling words don't give a shit the grammar, the grammar police have arrived <laughs> academy will still consider you if you're dyslexic keep going don't worry about it um, but yeah a lot of them were improvised and stuff um but also a lot of work was cut because yeah. the screenplay comes in at 99 pages with a title page, of course. Um, so, you know, the film was, what, an hour? It was an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hour, 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 hour 40. Yeah. Yeah. Hour 40, something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty good because you can, you can see where they cut and they were like, oh, we have a little time to improvise in the scene. And especially with uh, Rod's character, I he might be a comedian. I'm not sure. I think he. I hope he is because he's hilarious. He's I, think he, I think he is. <laughs> if he's not, he should be. I think, I think he is. Yeah. He's a comic actor. I think so. So he, clearly, that's why they're like, "Oh, you know what? Your scenes are fucking great." And um, chatting about Rod. So this is this is a part of the podcast where we'll have question time. Question time for the film that we're doing. We have one question, which is about the comedy. So this question's from Louis, and it says, "Without the comedy parts." Uh, without without the comedy bits in, in Get Out, would it be a good horror movie? It'd be a fucking depressing movie. I tell you that right now. <laughs> Basically, yeah, is a comedy it, a, a good element? I think it's I think it's essential. Just it just, has just to for, be. The, for the for the overall package of the movie. Yeah. like the comedy is like. But do you think a, that, do you think part the, of the enjoyment? Not, so do you intense. think the comedy makes the horror better because it's a departure from like if it was all horror you would be hit over the head with it so much uh, well, whereas you cut to Rod and you're like actually genuinely laughing it's a bit of relief how much horror do you guys watch a lot not a lot I mean a reasonable I've seen a reasonable right so in- do I watch as much as Christopher Nolan's movies probably not <laughs> probably not but, shout out to Nolan hey, yeah. shout out Nolan um, okay so I'm probably I've probably watched more horror movies than you guys alright don't show off 
Just saying, in in horror, they always try to draw out the laugh because it gets so intense. So it's naturally to do so. Like in comedy or like more thrillers, you try to draw out the suspense because it's been so kind of easy going. Yeah. So it's it. I think John said it himself. Like comedy and horror are very similar because they try. One tries to draw out uh, the scares. One one tries to draw out draw out the laugh. Yeah. Right. So imagine you come back to Get Out. Um, if if comedy didn't exist in that film, it'd be so depressing. Also, this was the alternate ending that the way they chose, right? Uh, because yeah, this there whole, were two endings, weren't there? The whole movie. If okay, what was the other ending? Uh, he goes to jail because he was, <laughs> Chris. Yes, he, wow. he he's been framed for the fucking murders. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's the, that's dark. That's the first ending, but it yeah. was so many bad. No, lives. I think you needed Rod to crack a few jokes. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, yeah. Cause, and you needed Rod to physically turn up. I think. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if you did. That's the first time you see Chris and Rod together. Together, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. They talk on the phone yeah, for the yeah, whole film. Exactly, exactly. Uh, no, Rod was pretty much essential to this. So, so we think the comedy is pretty is pretty integral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want your question read out on the podcast, you can email firstfilmpod at gmail.com or you can find us on find us on Twitter at firstfilmpod. I mean, like Ben has said, you could have it as um just as a horror without the comedy but it, yeah. like you said it would be it would be really sad it's kind of, it's also it? kind of a kick-ass pairing to have a director who's done loads of comedy and knows how to get for the few comedy moments there are in this movie they're I mean, all really funny I don't think he's ever directed comedy it's Key and Peele's pictures though Sketches. has he directed any Key and Peele? I don't think so no uh, he might have like wrote some but. but I think that's when movies get really interesting when you have like someone coming from another genre goes into another genre and just completely yeah See, I, 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 would, I would describe it as a horror with comic elements. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a comedy horror. I think that's misleading. Yeah, that is misleading. I, I, I wouldn't even call it a horror. There's nothing horrifying about that film. It's a thriller. What about Get Out? It's a thriller, sure. I've had this, I've had this discussion before, actually, whether it's a thriller or you're not, a horror. You're not, do you not I, find I, I do Get not. Out scary? No. Interesting. What scares you, Benna? <laughs> Does this voice scare you? <laughs> Speaking of jump scares, so you know the bit where he goes for a cigarette and so, and Georgina walks out like at the same time and it's like... That oh, vi- she's looking at her reflection. No, no. But just as he walks out the room, Georgina walks out and there's that viol- oh, yeah, violin that, screech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's not in the script. Isn't it? No, that was improvised. I mean, I found that quite. But yeah, but on that, I would consider that. It was horror. more like, like that, an exorcist, that exorcism. Yeah, playback. If, yeah. If I, if I yeah, watched yeah. that for the first time on my own at midnight, I'd yeah. be scared. I think what I found strange, also what I found scary, was that Chris was so, was so, he was so like not afraid of going out for a cigarette yeah. at night, even yeah. when all this yeah. stuff had happened. Still that, pretty chill about it. And everything. like the guy running towards him, he never. I mean, he, he didn't ba- even he backs question off. that. He backs off, but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like run away himself. So right. He's got a pretty high tolerance for like weird, <laughs> weirdness. Yeah, I suppose. In the script, it was written that um, so Missy Rose's mother. Yeah. She um, uh, played by Kath- Catherine Keenan. By the that way, that was very well cast. I thought well cast she's in um, she's in crime, uh, but also being John Malkovich. Oh, I think. Weird one. Is it being John Malkovich? <laughs> yeah, I think she's in being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah, but it's a weird one to throw back to. Well, I think he saw her in that and, and thought she'd be quite good because it's such a strange concept, sure? that movie. Oh, shout out, shout out from shout the glass. Shout out for the beers. Being John Malkovich is such a strange movie that it has... It is. You it know, is, the Get Out also has a, 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 a weirder element to it as well. Yeah. I mean, I personally thought she was scary in American Crime uh, with Ellen Page, uh, which was... I haven't seen it. A dope movie. After that, 
little bit where he run, Walter runs at Chris, he doesn't question it. In the script, he doesn't question it because Missy explains that, oh, they get up so early because they're so obsessed with everything, right? That's old people generally. They get up yeah. way early, I suppose. Um, but it's addressed later on when he meets true. him, right? He, he apologizes for no. running at him. Yeah, he, he does. Um, I'm sorry but, if I scared you. Yeah. <laughs> but because that Missy's explanation just doesn't fly. It's like, yeah, they get up early. This is midnight. Is that what she... Does, does she say that? In the script, she's literally... Oh, in the movie, they don't... She no, 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 that, that part was cut. That's interesting because I... That's what I mean uh, about reading the screenplay. It's yeah, like yeah. so weird. I didn't question that Chris didn't question it. I did. I was like, I'd get out. See, but I guess now. he also he got he got um, hypnotized afterwards, so he probably wasn't sure if anything that evening. Yes, yeah. See, I reckon. Yeah, happened. he wasn't sure whether it, it kind of was sure rolled up in yeah, whatever but the he weirdness. was wearing the same clothes when he woke up. I still think yeah. he could. He could have thought he, it was he woke not up wrong. naked. <laughs> not wrong. He woke up naked. Well, naked, torso naked at least. Then he got dressed. Then he went out for a cigarette. He got hypnotized. Uh, and we, he woke up with the same clothes. And why yeah. the fuck would I question this? Clothes on my back is literal proof I was hypnotized. You I mean, just, I suppose you didn't think about it when you watched it. Uh, no, I think when you're when you're watching it, you're more freaked out by just like a dude yeah. running out. Of you. I swear, it's <laughs> quite interesting. I, I, I would have thought he he just woke up and was just like that was a really weird dream. I dreamt. Well, that's what it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what that's what he played it as. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, yeah, yeah. I think her mom just fucking hypnotized yeah. me. And obviously, I, but uh, she kind of. Doesn't she, the girlfriend, refutes that bit, doesn't she? No. Or does she? She's she just like, oh, I'm sorry, or something like that. Like uh, someone on this line was yeah. like, oh, how? How do you know? <sighs> Tardy your bullshit. What's up with your family? <laughs> <laughs> Why is your family being so weird? Exactly. Yeah. That, I have no idea. I mean, I, I would have just fucking hightailed right out of yeah. there after that one. I think this is what's interesting about dissecting a horror is when you dissect it so much, you yeah. kind of end up removing the elements from each other and then they kind of don't make sense you know like, but that's the thing with horror it's meant to be this uh, cumulative thing isn't at it at least have sense of reality because yeah. uh, you know when you're horrified when you wake, wake up from a dream you'll, you try to think you know, when you wake up from a nightmare you think like shake it off move, move it along that's that's all this movie was Yeah. bad experience with these white people shake it off move it along bad yeah that's true bad experience with people trying to kid, kidnap me shake it off move it along yeah yeah, That's he, yeah. all it was. It was like a big ass nightmare. I mean, I think it's. I think it is kind of plausible <laughs> if you think. If you if you if you're at yeah, your girlfriend's house, um, a lot of the, uh, granted these things are exceptionally weird. But you would, he, if I was in his position, certainly to a point, you'd try and just put up with it. Yeah. It's like this is awkward and uncomfortable, but. I think that's what's clever about the setting yeah. of me coming yeah, with my parents. No, no, it's good. kind of that weird, which is like why that. he doesn't anyway. doesn't get out. Yeah. Know, initially. Yeah. <laughs> Although the, the man doesn't test. said get out at that time. Yeah, they didn't tell him. Oh, well, no, fuck that. Rod Laker, told him. Laker. Rod told him so many times, dude, get the fuck out. When yeah, he says get out, when Chris takes he a says, photo of him out, with the flash, yeah, yeah. He, he says, I thought that was quite funny. Chris's reaction when he when when he uses the flash, yeah, and yeah. it flashes, he's like, oh shit, shit, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. that was great. No, because um, with that with that scene, I was like, so you know, he wears a hat. And the lady, to hi- yeah, to yeah. Hi- and that's why Walter wears a hat as well, and right? That's why she wears a wig, wig. Georgina, to hide um, the yeah, yeah, incision they all, they on the head. Wear the incisions, uh, incisions. What the fuck? Yeah. Hats. To hats to Something hide to the, hide the incisions. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was a clever part. I like. It was that. clever. You wouldn't describe it because, like, uh, this, uh, it, when he goes to the police officers, they're like, "This guy's missing. This is Andre. He's from Brooklyn." Yeah, yeah I don't see anything wrong with that. This man is from Brooklyn. Would never wear that kind of clothes. <laughs> that was good. Anyways, that, that's Rod again. Uh, so I'm 
he has to be a fucking comedian. If not, get him yeah. an agent, sort yeah. him out. What's going sort on? Out. But overall, it's definitely something. Uh, as a film, I definitely enjoy enjoyed rewatching it because uh, you suddenly see every. Or for me, I saw the it all kind of came together, like all the bits, all the side yeah. comments. Yeah. Yeah. When when Andre kind of puts his hands up and does a little twirl. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Examining his new body. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't think about that. Oh, no. It makes you realise what you miss. checking out Chris at the party. Yeah. All, all the women are kind of looking at him. And yeah, they're all being really nice to him as well. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. So Daniel Kaluuya. Skins. Skins. Black Panther. Widows. Yep, yep. Kick-Ass. Is he in Kick-Ass? Kick-Ass what 2. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. like a one-note character. Yeah. <laughs> He's part of the um the evil gang of superheroes oh, yeah. and supervillains. Yeah. He watched Ben in Black Mirror, didn't he? In that Black Mirror episode yeah. that he's in. But also, yeah. he did interview interview him. He didn't just like watch Black Black Mirror. Well, yeah, obviously he didn't watch <laughs> Black Mirror and be like, <laughs> like you're that's in. the guy. Yeah, get, get in. <laughs> <laughs> and then get out. <laughs> you don't really think, I mean, it, it is, in, in a way, it's kind of like an unexplored, almost sci-fi element of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. I mean, of, dude, you're transferring souls yeah. into people's bodies. Yeah. It's kind of slightly it's glossed mad. over that part. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like yeah, how so we got away with this part. Also, I was a little bit confused. They're, they're, tra- they give, they're transporting the brains yeah. into their bodies, but are, is there like a residual leftover of the person's yeah, yeah, body? In, in the, yeah, yeah. In the spinal flash, cortex. When he flashes him... Yeah. He kind of suddenly comes out of so it. So they're stuck a... in the sunken place. Yeah. Yeah. So they are, yeah. They're, they're, so yeah. fine. Apparently, the, sp- kind of... uh, the spinal cortex holds your intricacies together that, that make you you. Wow. So uh, they can't we're just get going, rid of that. We're going science right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> that, that's one of the most chilling things, though, because it means like Walter and Andre, they, um, the real they're, people are stuck in there the there. whole time. Yeah. They're, they're watching their lives being taken. Yeah. Which I think is why Walter kills himself at the end. Because yeah. he's like, it's, it's too far gone. Yeah. I oh, forgot about that. He yeah, shoot, no, he, he shoots himself, right? He shoots her and he shoots himself. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, oh yeah, he's too far gone. But, you know, so every time you hear that ting, ting, ting against a glo- uh, cup or whatever, yeah. is that when you like go back to sunken place? No matter what. So, I mean, in that case, you're, you're screwed, which is probably Chris why you shot ne- yourself. Yeah. Chris is never drinking tea again. <laughs> no. Chris can't have a hot beverage ever again. <laughs> ever. Um, we should move on to, well, actually, I think final thoughts on Get Out. Do we think... I was just thinking to myself... Great is this, debut, is it a Great yeah. debut. Is it a good example of indie filmmaking? Yes. Because I mean, well, it in, it's indie in terms of... it. It's five mil budget, no. but that's tiny compared no, to... No, 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 I wouldn't consider it indie. When you say indie, that means there's no major major production company, which Bloomhouse is. Yeah. That's not fucking... But Bloomhouse is, is kind of like... Yeah, that's because they have a model. That's, that, low, that's still a big production. It's still a big production house, yeah. They've been winning Oscars since Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. So that means they're a big production company. So just because you have a good model for like five mil or under, uh, doesn't mean you're indie. That just means that um, you're, you're, you're low budget. You're, you're low budget, indie. yeah. Indie is literally no, no big studio behind you promising a distribution deal because yes, yeah. that's what indie Hashtag films Thunder fight Road. for Thunder Road Jim Collins how you doing <laughs> Next, another episode another episode <laughs> another time another day but I think they have that's um, what it is there, but there is one of the things I'm watching some special features on this stuff it seems um, even though they had a five million budget there was still some kind of grassroots issues that they had filming so there was yeah. one scene where there were loads of planes Oh, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the day of the filming, oh, yeah. Right. So they had sound. yeah, so they wow. had basically they and obviously they they worked it out, yeah. but they still face. I guess um, whatever size of your production, that you kind still got to get issues. You still got to get issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Um, I think, and then in the years to come, it will be seen as like one of the one of the best debuts. And also, like I think, what was great was that it was a genuinely amazing horror movie, which 
which I think well I mean Ben Ben Asper I disagree with that but I think horror or thriller it made an impact in a way that yeah no it has much more cultural impact than it was like a blended genre movie wasn't it 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 had like it wasn't just a horror movie and it wasn't just a thriller what I found really interesting was the the first half an hour of the film was so nicely normally shot that it almost looked like a TV movie like Mm. it didn't look like anything that specific and it almost looked a little bit I don't want to... When he's in the flat and stuff. It just looked a bit flat in places. Like, it looked a little bit, like, normal, which I think was purposefully... Especially when they're driving up to the the house. To the house. I think it was purposefully done so that it it appeared as though everything was normal. Did you notice that they used Get Out uh, title sequence twice? At the beginning. Yeah, yeah, At the end, I was like, why the fuck do you need to do this? Did they? Didn't notice that. Yeah, they did it at the beginning and the end. Yeah, it was like... should have said got got out at the end (laughs) finally got out mate Uh, we need a spin-off with rod i think is the real thing here rod needs a tsa tsa get out no it's a great debut i I really enjoyed it anyways it made the money didn't it like 255 mil on a five mil budget that's 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 pretty impressive yeah yeah i think it's a great film bloomhouse is right there hashtag bloomhouse we'll be coming back to them in a later app so we're going to move on now to our vimeo shorts of the week oh yeah so these are Two two films we'll pick from from Vimeo every week, which we think are worthy of worthy of, of mentioning, worthy and of definitely mention. um, a, a highlight and perhaps broadening. Yeah, mainly, mainly because um, due to their subjects, uh, which they highlight. And you can search them on Vimeo yourself and give them a watch. So the first one is Fence by Lendita Zequira. Sounds good. Which yeah. we've all watched. What did we think? We've all withheld talking about this until no, yeah. until right now. I really liked it. I really myself. liked it as well. Yeah, I thought it was good. It, was it all done in one shot? Well, yeah, I was going to say we or should just made it look like see, that. See, no, I, I watched it and I didn't realize it was one shot until I actually was like, no, this is one shot. We actually. should give it for people listening. We should give a synopsis. The, the synopsis is several women from different generations of the same family loudly confront each other with their views on life, love, desire, and the patriarchy. The family gathering turns into chaos while the youngest one, the only boy, looks for an escape. So the whole thing was one shot, and he basically was following the little boy coming yeah. in and out of the house constantly while exactly. these women are arguing. Which I thought, and it's it's Albanian. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, I thought it was beautifully shot. I really, um, I really I enjoyed it. it. Was, yeah, beautifully shot, and it's also what, what's interesting is that it goes from outside to inside in a one take, which is hard to do. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, as yeah. well. It's a long, long shot. It's really long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's like film. the movie's fifteen minutes long. Yeah. So that's a lot, and considering how much arguing goes on and how many different characters and are the singing are. and the laughing. What did you guys yeah. think about the title itself, Fence? Because I was thinking about this one uh, on my way over. Fence. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I, well, I guess there's a meaning I didn't get. Well, it. I, 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 okay, I, let me. I, I would say the kid crosses the fence to go in and out of the property. That's, yeah, that's literal take of it. And and he, but I think maybe it represents the fact that once he's on the other side of the fence, he's kind of away from the family. Maybe. Um, okay. What, okay. What, my what, take, what, what's your take? My take is that, so fence, fence in other terms, borders, yeah. uh, restrictions, right? So if you look at what the women are talking about, which was... Uh, um, yeah, they're talking about being assaulted by men. They're being talking assaulted, about, uh, going out with a dif- different, uh, a man. Oh, they had a problem with one yeah, of the girls, yeah, yeah. one of the daughters Staying dating someone who's not yeah. their race. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're already putting borders onto the next generation and the the kid is trying to get dog and they're like no we can't get a dog because this reason this reason you know yeah. it's that literal fence yeah yeah so it's a clever title that you 
you don't think about don't it think until, about, until you yeah. actually do think about what the word fence means. Yeah. It means about restricting yourself already before you've done anything. I kind of prefer my literal take on it, but... Great, <laughs> no, great just take, man. I was just kidding. I fucking loved it. No, that was good. So check out Fence on, yeah. on yeah. Vimeo. And the second film is Caroline, which the synopsis is in the middle of a Texas summer plans for a babysitter fall through and the six-year-old Caroline is left in charge of her two younger siblings. This was slightly shorter at 12 minutes long. Slightly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this. I've got to be honest, I, I for the first two-thirds of it, I was like, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it kind of came in. And then it kind of rolled beyond my expectations. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, a short film. Uh, I caught a glimpse of as because of uh once again shout out to jim cummings he, he, he retweeted it because i oh, think he? Okay. i'm pretty sure he um he was one of the producers on it either way uh whether or not um not sure i don't want to back it up with evidence that i don't have either way i found this one to be really cool because um this once again was one of those subjects that's really realistic because at, this, at the end of the day you, you do get uh, kids that are in in cars yeah. left yeah. for a little while you know yeah, well, um, because you, you're not sure to 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 the circumstance yet you want to throw your hat into the ring and help them when they don't need help and there's one sibling that's like sort of old enough yeah, to yeah. maybe look after yeah. them yeah. yeah and this what this what I mean it's like why does everyone need to butt their way in yeah I mean I was kind of outraged by this short film which did you were you decided or I mean we shouldn't spoilers but we shouldn't we shouldn't give away too much but did you... I'm trying to think of how you can talk about this without giving No, I mean, away. spoilers, guys. Go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> go watch a, it. A, pro- a problem I've... Not a problem, but I think when the woman goes into uh, the car, open, you know, the, mm. the one who comes to help them, Yeah. the the reason they're doing it is because it's meant to be, like, extremely hot outside. Yeah, that's that kind of wasn't really. But I didn't, that, I didn't yeah, really find it Yeah, but it had AC and fans on. Yeah, but I just didn't find it got across that it was. A, it didn't look like a sweltering day. Oh, really? That's interesting. Um, I, I felt definitely like came across to me. I thought like it was referenced quite a lot as well. She kept being like, "It's so hot outside. Yeah, like, keep you've got to get this on. AC on. It's keep so your hot." Fans on, yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean because I think a lot of there was a lot of misdirection where like, you wondered what was going on with the mum inside the, so. in the building as well, I mean, were, like. The kids, they were visibly sweating. sweating. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I just say, both, all three of the kids were like amazing at acting. Yeah. Yeah. They were great. Even the three or four year old. Yeah. 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 I was wondering yeah. when I was watching it, like, how do you not get them to look at the camera? It's true. <laughs> oh, oh, they spent a month with the kids. Oh, to familiarize the themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Just because uh, obviously they both shot it. Yeah, either way, they spent a month with the kids um, just hanging out and stuff uh, with the camera pointed at them. So they'd be natural to it. Uh, okay. Um, so, yes. Yeah. There was prep. I was waiting was for a shot where they would look look down the lens. Like, I yeah, didn't know yeah, what yeah. it was. It was just, I was waiting <laughs> for the little three-year-old to just be like, hey, it's that huge camera. I found it, um, I found it like really stressful. To watch. End. At the end. At the end, yeah. Yeah, it was just that sort of kind of chaotic scene where it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just chaos. It all just rolls into each yeah. other. We should say that it's directed by Celine Held and Logan George. Yeah. That's yeah. Caroline on They're Vimeo. Co-directed, um, so Caroline and Fence. Uh, or two great short films. Yeah, they were two really, two really good shorts. So check them out. So I think that's 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 the first episode. I think guys. that covers it, right? That covers everything. Yeah. Our next episode, we we should tease what we're gonna what we're gonna do. There was a kid in uh, Third Rock from the Sun. He, oh. He might have had a career later on. The main character may only care about a few things in life. There's yeah. About three or four. <laughs> what what example? Such, of some of those things such as body his pad 
my boys, my ride, his my ride. family, <laughs> my church. And okay, tune in, uh, tune to next episode to 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 hear what movie that is. Even I'm confused what film it is now. <laughs> it's a mashup. Um, so it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Sparrow. Goodbye. Goodbye from Benas. It's a good one. Thanks for listening. Check in next time for Never Forget Your First. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>